here I sit, head in my bleeding hands. Drinking wine and burning all my plans. Because you see, they weren't for me, they were for him. So pack it in. Don't even matter anyway It's far too late, it's far too late And five years from this very day I catch your eye and I will look away I look away And here I sit, heart beating in my chest Wanting more but finding something less So it begins Lungs caving in Drink from the cup You fucked it up And all those doors will one day open It don't even matter anyway It's far too late, it's far too late And five years from this very day I catch your eye and I will look away I look away your body shaking I felt your soul escaping I felt the city quake my fragile bones are gonna break so I felt your body shaking I felt your soul escaping I felt the city quake my fragile bones are gonna break and although doors will one day open, it don't even matter anyway. It's far too late, it's far too late. And five years from this very day, I catch your eye and I will look away. I look away. Just look away Just look away Welcome to UVA Radio Live Sessions. I'm Nisa and we're here today with Patrick McCallion. Hi. Hello. How Thanks are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. How's music been treating you? Um, yeah, it's good. It's um, different because obviously it's um, a lot less... Um, a lot less gigging 
and a lot more um, writing and practicing, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's treating me well, given the circumstances, I think. Well, yeah, it's kind of crazy to even think that uh, even artists, musicians would have to do the home quarantine thingy. Mm. Uh, but I've heard that you have given a concert on the 25th of August in Paradiso. And it was a socially distanced uh, concert, which is kind of really weird for me because the last time I was in Paradiso, I was like, it was a year ago. I just don't even remember getting there. I was pissed drunk and I was just... <laughs> I remember dancing until 4.30 in the morning, and it was my second week of living here in Amsterdam. I cannot even imagine a socially distanced I know. concert. It's it's very weird. Like, I, I'm, I'm so glad that they managed to do it. We really managed to get it in in that kind of, like, month period where things were starting to be... A bit of normality was resuming. But, yeah, they, they actually did a really good job. Um, I think it's it's great to have big venues kind of acknowledging the fact that they're big venues and they can do socially distanced events for smaller acts um so yeah it was it was very lucky and um yeah i too had never imagined going to a seated venue a seated show at paradiso for um, sure. yeah it was the last the last gig i went to before the lockdown was in paradiso in the smaller room there and yeah it, it was it was it was funny going back and just being like oh my god the last time i was there nobody had any idea that any of this was going to happen um but yeah it was it was fantastic yeah that's great to hear actually because i've never been to a seated concert before mm. and i'm really wondering how it's going to be like to be honest but right now we're kind of not going to be able to do it. <laughs> I anymore. don't think for yeah, not for the near future anyway. No, yeah. no. I feel like it's taking my youth away. <laughs> uh, but I've seen a I've actually seen a clip of you uh from that concert and you were covering the song uh by Justin Towns Earl. It's a beautiful song. Mm. Beautiful cover. <laughs> to be honest, oh, I, thank I, you. I loved it so much. It was like captivating and the visuals behind it was Paradiso is a wonderful venue. Yeah. But I was going to ask you a bit about your inspirations, um, about what, I don't know, uh, about what brought you to sing that song in that venue that day. Yeah. What is your sort of inspiring artists? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was a really odd situation for me because, um, l like I say, it was, um, it's the, it was the first show I'd done in months after uh, going into lockdown. We we kind of stopped doing... I was performing with my band pretty regularly up until January. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it was months without doing a show. Um, and, yeah, that Paradiso show was very exciting and it came out of the blue. And that Justin Towns Earl song, um, that, that I think it was the day before uh, that Paradiso show, uh, the artist Justin Towns Earl passed away very tragically. Um, under very tragic circumstances. And that song, really, that was one of the first songs I ever learned to play when I was like 13, 14 years old. Like, I, I, he's one of the artists who um, really got me into doing acoustic music. Um, so yeah, I had to, I had to play that song. Like it was, it was such a beautiful venue and it was such a, 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 a such sad news when it happened that it just felt like really kind of, I I had to cover that song. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it really is a beautiful song. And Justin Townsville is one of those kind of songwriters who um, he's he's very well loved in certain circles, um, but he really deserves more kind of mainstream attention because his music is just so wonderful. For sure, actually, yeah. I've I have never heard of him before, but mm. he's taking its uh, his place in my playlist of songs. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's good. Nick Cave, there was like uh, Tom Waits in there, some uh, Leonard Cohen, and now there's also Justin Townsville. Yeah, he's great. I remember I saw him the first time I saw him was in Sheffield in England, and it was I must have been like 15, 16 years old, and I went with my dad, and it was this kind of it was it's like a pub in Sheffield, but they had kind of converted the upstairs room to a music venue. But it was tiny and it was like there was like shit falling off the roof. Like <laughs> it was insane. And the light that the whole venue was lit with like the sort of lamps that you get in like your grandma's like a like you'd see in your grandma's house. Like, like lanterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little lamps with like frills on them and stuff. <laughs> and literally a guy went around before he came on and turned manually turned off each light <laughs> before he came wow. on to play on the stage. And it was just like seeing someone that amazing in a venue like that was just it it really kind of made me think, oh okay, you can do this. You can do this sort of music just with an acoustic guitar and and, and vocals. And that was really one of the moments that got me into doing music. Well that's that's actually a wonderful story to hear with that. Uh, with that being said, shall we hear another song? Sure. It's awesome. <laughs> this is arranged in a form. You let me off with a warning. Go get your shit back together. Then maybe we'll see Maybe we'll see So I commissioned an exploration Of all of the guilt and the shame That is wrapped around me Is wrapped around me to believe in the one where we see eye to eye for the first time maybe the one where we talk about what's going on and I'll send the postcard to Munich when the shit is all cleared and I'll breathe for the first time and laugh at the way that it somehow was such a big deal
changed in a form Oh, oh, oh Arranged in a form Oh, oh, oh Arranged in a form Oh, oh, oh Okay, great performance. I spent the entire Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. I have nothing else planned. I'm <laughs> that kind of a person. I was basically listening to your music the entire night while journaling because I believe that it's quite cathartic in a way. And then I was like, am I the only person who actually thinks about things like that? So I basically just contacted a few of my friends and I said, hey, yo, listen to this song and tell me how you feel about it. And I got some reviews like, it's honest, it's cathartic, it sometimes uh, is really distorted and it kind of really gets you in your mind. Um, and I basically journaled and poured my brains out onto the paper. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, uh, where do these emotions, uh, these beautiful uh, lyrics come from? It's a good question. Thank you. That's very kind, by the way. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... I, I think my songwriting's kind of changed over the years. And um, the, the one thing that I've tried to keep sort of consistent throughout it is sort of um, maybe an honesty in the lyrics and um, trying to focus on very specific things particularly if there's anything that I kind of feel like is very specific to me. Um, I always find that those lyrics are the ones that everyone seems to uh, get on board with. I think there is something kind of very universal about specific emotional ideas and all of my favorite songwriters, like across genres, all, they all do that. They all kind of have these individual lyrics that stand out as, Oh, that's a really specific emotional point that that, guys trying to get across and and you you can kind of be drawn into that um like when i'm writing stuff acoustically i think there's a lot more emotion kind of that i try to put into the songwriting the stuff that i do in my band the new nostalgia now i'm trying to get a very specific um i'm trying to tell a very specific story with that music so that's maybe a little more focused and a little bit more workshopped than some of my acoustic stuff um but yeah, I think it really is that kind of specific, uh, trying to touch on very um, direct and specific ideas that I always try to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, it's sort of the content that the audience would definitely relate to, on a, on an emotional level or on a, you know, story based level. Uh, I definitely thought like had a mind rush of memories coming in uh, <laughs> while listening to your content. Um, and I was wondering if you got a story, a specific story that inspired you to write uh, some of your songs as well. It's a good question. Um, a lot of kind of just before I started The New Nostalgia, which is the band that I'm, I'm playing with now, uh -huh. um, a lot of the music around then was written at a time when I was living in the south of England um, 
And I kind of felt there was a, there was a lot of sort of isolation because I was away from my family. I'd kind of very deliberately, after graduating university, I didn't really want to go back to my yeah. hometown because I just thought if I go, I'll, oh, <laughs> I'll stay see, there that's forever. That's relatable as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the music that I wrote then, there's a song called um, What and there's a song uh, called Atoms. There's quite, quite a few sort of songs that I wrote around that time just for acoustic guitar and, and solo voice that all kind of feed into that idea of um, trying to find a home or trying to find, um, yeah, trying to find identity when you're kind of on your own in a place that you're not familiar with. And I've written about that quite a lot in quite a few different tracks. There was, there's, there's one song that I have called Atoms that was written specifically. I used to work at a bar down South and part, it was like one of these sort of late night, um, not a nightclub, but like, a bar that was open till like three in the morning. Sort of like a pub? Yeah, kind of yeah. that sort of thing. It was it was halfway between a pub and a club, I'd say. Oh. But like part of that job was flyering. So like going out and handing drunk people like flyers in the streets <laughs> to like free shot at this bar until this time. And They're just grabbing it and then kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. snorting on it and then crumpling it Yeah, up. and yeah. like 50% of them are total dickheads and like the other 50% I just are still drunk and like <laughs> I just want to talk to you for hours. But yeah, this I, I once wrote a song called Atoms, which was basically about this whole process of, of um, having to stay up until like four in the morning, being the only sober person, but then... <laughs> And then having to walk home in the cold and then that still being kind of basically fine because I was going home and it's finding, finding, yeah, finding a home in a place that's unfamiliar, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of followed me because I mean, like now I live in the Netherlands and that's the same sort of thing. I didn't know anyone when I moved here and yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's, um, I, I like to write about a lot. Yeah. That's, that's a completely different kind of perspective that I really relate to as well because I'm coming from uh, I came here from Turkey mm -hmm. I the only person that I knew was my high school friend who was my roommate and I was just like what am I supposed to do now because uh, everybody that I knew before every, every one of my friends they were all either Turkish or they knew really good English because I was in an American school but now I'm here and The first couple of weeks was so stressful because mm. I was just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know the um, language that the other person spoke. I didn't know if they had friends or if they would want me to be their friend. <laughs> And I was just so stressed out. So I guess I just, yeah, kind of really relate to that. Yeah. I think there's also like, I mean, for me anyway, there's... um. I've always been quite an anxious person, I would say, generally. And I noticed this particularly when I was when I went to university and like when I first started there. It's very easy to get in your head about things like this, about, oh, I'm hanging out with these people. Do I, like, oh, but do they, do they want me to be there? Should I be there? Or, yeah. you know, all this stuff getting stuck in your head. And I've written about that quite a lot. It's, um, yeah, it, it often takes, and I think actually writing music is quite a therapeutic way to deal with stuff like this. Um, it allows you to kind of be, kind of internalize these things. You talked about journaling and that's the same sort of thing of just kind of getting everything down on paper. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh yeah, no, like just everyone's in the same situation here yeah. and everyone wants to find someone to talk to. So, yeah. Exactly. And we talk to our guitars or papers mm. in a way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's uh, 
Shall we hear another song to pour out the emotions? <laughs> Let's do it. This song's called What? Think we're going crazy and we feel like we're sinking in this pit of lies and alibis, you know. A glitch in the system, yeah, we are just the same as all those lines of coding and all those lines of prose and God knows you've apologized enough the bitterness and pain is out of touch so what am I doing here why am I breathing Sick and I'm living there today, 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 today. So, who the hell do you think you are? Just prophesizing empty messages and constructs in the rain. Your voice pulsates with purpose, but I don't know if I can work without oxycontin pumping through my veins. The lights are bright out on death row tonight The sorry sons of bitches try to fight So what am I doing here? Why am I breathing the air that I breathe? Oh, I'm sick and I'm living here Today, 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 today at it again um i wanted to talk a little bit about your upcoming single which is coming on november 6th yes november 6th yeah you're gonna give me a birthday present <laughs> oh, is that your birthday yeah oh, happy birthday for november 6th then. thank you very much um being a millennial myself no i'm not 
I'm actually not. I was <gasps> you born. Gen Z. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Gen Z is definitely a better generation than. I don't know I what feel. generation I am. Gen from. Z are going to sort everything out. I think <laughs> that's 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 what I've got to hope. Yeah, I I don't have any faith in myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to millennial love. <laughs> What's it all about? Yeah, so um, millennial love is um it's quite um a departure I would say for for what my band usually does in that it's kind of like the first ever I don't know happy song <laughs> we've written. We've a lot of, written a lot of very depressing songs. And this is kind of the first one that's uh, maybe a little more positive in tone. A little promising, uh, perhaps? Y- yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. It's um, Basically, it's a song that's written about falling in love as uh, a millennial and having to deal with a lot of kind of, I don't know, the negative rhetoric that a lot of people like to throw millennials in particular just as a buzzword for being kind of young and yeah you're killing industries yeah exactly yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) uh this idea that it's kind of um yeah so most of the most of the music that i've done with the new nostalgia has been about being in kind of your mid-20s uh specifically that period after you've graduated university and you're still kind of living like a student but you're not going to university and you're trying to find a job. And it's a really odd kind of part of your life to navigate, I find. Um, And yeah, millennial love is kind of about uh, trying to build a relationship and to uh, settle down, I guess, when you can't buy a house and you can't, um, you don't have a lot of the privileges that were afforded to your parents' generation or to your grandparents' generation. Um... But yeah, finding a way through it. So I guess that's that's where it kind of takes a positive turn, perhaps. But yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a song about just living, I suppose. In I would say 2020, but it was written before coronavirus. So maybe <laughs> about living in 2019, let's say. Oh, perhaps. Yeah, I was just thinking about like um, trying to make do with the possibilities that you have. Mm. Uh, trying to build a loving life a relationship mm-hmm. and a time where you cannot afford a lot of the luxuries that your parents used to be able to afford mm. with just working their summer jobs and stuff like that yeah yeah i think like a lot of a lot of the music we've done about this kind of mid 20s sort of post university thing is all kind of about stalling and cuz that's how i've often felt about um that period of my life it, it almost feels like you're stalling in that there aren't too many jobs available. You're very lucky if you get a job that you really enjoy, um, that utilizes kind of uh, your education and your degree and things like this. Um, and often, like, um, I mean, particularly in, I would say particularly in the Netherlands and particularly in Amsterdam as well. Like, it's impossible <laughs> to get a house or, like, live somewhere without roommates. Like, I know I've got loads of friends who are in their 30s now who are still living with roommates, which is like an idea which just seems insane to my parents who like moved in with each other when they were like 21, I guess, 22. Yeah, Um, my parents bought their first house when they were 27. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So it does kind of feel like you're stalling and you're living this sort of student lifestyle of um, house sharing and flat sharing way into almost into your 30s now and that's a very odd situation to be in um yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I can't wait to get to that chapter of my life then. <laughs> yeah, right? lots, of, lots of fun to look forward to. <laughs> lots of fun. Lots of fun. I'm so excited for it. I will look back at your music once I'm out of university <laughs> and I'll definitely say, yeah, yeah, I should have seen that shit coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, very negative of me to come to a, un a university radio station and talk about how terrible things get once you graduate. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have been a bit more positive. Hey ho. <laughs> no, we kind of. I think that we all know here that it's gonna suck for a few years at least after <laughs> university. I think we're all mentally prepared for that. I'm not, but I think I am gonna mentally prepare myself for that <laughs> oh come on i'm just 19 yeah you've got to uh, be more positive than that <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard to do that once you're oh of course yeah i mean it's i'm i'm so lucky that i i, I got to go to university and study pre-pandemic like i can't i mean the situation I, I mean i know a little bit about the situation in the netherlands but i mean in the uk at the moment the way that like there are just students locked in student houses yeah. and paying like extortionate amounts of money to rent property that they don't need to even rent because they're they're doing everything online. Yeah. And I mean, in the UK as well, it costs nine thousand pounds a year uh, for to study at university. Yeah, for you guys. Yeah. For so me, it's, it's even higher. It's a huge con. <laughs> <laughs> like it's um it's such a yeah. I'm very fortunate to have been in the position I was in. Um. Yeah. Well, actually, that's some positive news on your behalf, at least. <laughs> yeah, I should stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, you should just be like, I've gone through it. Now it's your turn, fucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, but thanks for the interview. Uh, it was great to have this chat with you. No, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been really nice. Yeah, it's been a pleasure for sure. <laughs> and shall we move on to your performance? Let's do it. Okay, great to have you here. Thank you very much. This was Uva Live Sessions. Uva Radio Live Sessions. And I'm Nisa Jaydan, and we're out. We are young, we are dumb, getting fuck all useful done, and that's fine. You're mine. I don't know how I should begin The snow is falling on your skin And that's fine You're mine And there's no one in this life That I would rather write a paragraph or two About the way I feel for you And while I stay out drinking It just got me thinking we should stay inside and watch the world fall to a million pieces stay inside and let the cities burn and do nothing young can't you see the convoluted fantasies were there fine you're mine rent is high and hopes are low we got nowhere that we can go but that's fine
your mind And with dead lines closing in I'll take it on the chin And say we're out of luck Cause I just don't give a fuck And I can stay out drinking It just got me thinking we should Stay inside and watch the world fall to a million pieces Stay inside and let the cities burn and do nothing at all Nothing at all Nothing at all. Oh, oh. I still just sing your song, a millennial love for me. I still just sing your song of millennial. So just sing your song of millennial love for me. I so just sing your song of millennial love for me. Cause we are young and we are. Because I bleed